Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Brought you shame. God will restore double to you. Double to you. Double for your trouble. Double for your trouble. Double for the trouble. Anything as a church, God will restore to us double. Double. I said double. That God will give to us anything. Anything that was taken away from you last year. This year, God will give you double of it. That is our prayer today. That's our prayer today that Lord, everything that, every good thing that concerns us, double it. Double it. Double it. Double it. Double it. Lift up your voice and begin to pray right now. Say, Lord, everything, double it. Double my results. Double my financial aid. Double my finances. Double my grace. Double my gift. Double everything. Double for every trouble. Double for every trouble. Anything that has made us cry in time past, double, Lord. A double reward, a double recompense, a double reward. In the name of Jesus, in the name of lift up your voice wherever you are and just begin to pray. Begin to pray. Begin anything that made you cry. May God give you double joy, double joy, double joy, double joy. The Bible says they shall have everlasting joy, everlasting joy. Double joy, double joy, double joy. Matopa teke lebakaya, kimolas ke palola tanto libaka, repadobas ke tolobo seto libaka. Makoli pakolaba. Maybe last year your business was going down. God is about to double your returns. God is about to double your returns. Somebody's salary is being doubled right now, right now, right now, right now. The income of this church is doubling. The income of the members of the church is doubling. Everything is doubling. Your output as a Christian is doubling. In the name of Jesus, your love for God is doubling. Your faith in God is doubling. Your grace is doubling. Your gift is doubling. Right now, in the name of Jesus, the Lord said, For your shame, you shall have double. For your shame, you shall have double. For your 
Sekotaya, Lepando Badika, Rapando Ribanda, Leto Calibosi, Satolios Capala, Lepando Badi, Lepando Badi, Rapando Lobo, Saton Talianda, my God, my God, there is a lifting up, Lepako Libakaya, lift up a voice and prayer, there is a lifting up, double for every trouble. Double for every trouble, double for every trouble. Maybe last year your health was failing. God is restoring your health. Double Lord, double Lord, double Lord. For every frustration, for every frustration, God is bringing you double joy, double joy, double joy, double joy, double joy. Lift your voice and pray right now. My God, my God, my God. Ah, Lepa Colibala, Lepa Colibala, Lepa Colibala, Yeka Totaliba, Yan Tolobosipanda, Lepanda, Lepanda, Yakatata, Lepa Colibala, Lepa Coba, Double, Double Lord, Double of God. is doubling everything concerning you everything concerning you I said everything concerning you in the name of Jesus Isaiah chapter 43 Isaiah 43 Isaiah 43 I'm reading from verse 18 the Bible says remember ye not the former things neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Tell somebody a new thing. A new thing. It says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beast of the field shall honor me. 
and dragons and owls and the dragons and the owls because I will give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people my chosen hallelujah the bible says God said remember ye no more the former things neither consider the old things why because I do a new thing please everybody standing okay don't spoil the service stand up and let us pray you have come to church you have not come to watch a soccer match so stand up and let's pray God said I am doing new things I'm doing behold I do a new thing want to pray that 2020 God will do a new thing in your life 2020 God will do something new Something that you have never known before. You see, the first prayer is that God should double what you have lost. Do you get it? This prayer is that God should do a new thing. Something that has never been in your life before. God should do it. Lift up your voice. Just begin to pray quickly. Just begin to pray. Do a new thing. Do a new thing. Do a new thing. Do a new thing. Do a new thing, O God. Matola bekolaba, kepa tosi pakolaba, lento lobo shetoli andelaba, rapando lobo skepanto taleba, kataliko lipa kaya lava, lepa koba. A new thing, a new thing, a new thing, a new thing for some of you. A new thing is having your own cup. A new thing may be having your own cup. For some of you, a new thing will be getting into the universe. For some of you, a new thing will, will be getting married. Will be getting left your voice and pray right now.
That God is performing a new thing. A new thing. We thank you, Lord. For some of you, that new thing is this year you will know peace. Yes, Lord. Peace. The fight in your house will come to an end. An end, Lord. I said the battles in your house will come to an end. Yes, Lord. That will be that new thing that God is doing in your house. For some of you, you will never visit the hospital in 20 years. Yes, Lord. Something that is new to you. Totally new to you. For some of you this year, you will never struggle to pay your rent. Yes, Lord. Something that you have never known before. Yes, Lord. A new thing. A new thing. A new thing. A new for some thing. of you this year, you will get the job that you yes, are looking Lord. for. Yes, Lord. A new thing. A new thing. For some of you this year, you will be faithful in check the whole year. Do it, You will Lord. not struggle anymore. Do it, Lord. You will not struggle anymore. Do it, Lord. That is the new thing that Do God it, Lord. I prophesy to somebody here. Prophesy. You have never had a car before. This year. Yes, Lord. We will have it. I receive it. And you will park your car outside. I receive and we'll it. Go and lay our hands on it and dedicate it to I us. receive it. God is doing a new thing. Yes. I said, God is doing it. Do it, Lord. Lift your hands and just thank Hope him. Like him. Just thank him, thank him wherever you are. 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 
Restoration, Lord. Yes, Lord. Restore. Restore. For our shame. Give us trouble. Do a new thing. Do a new thing. Something that we've never seen. In the name of Jesus. As a church. Let us see numbers that we have yes, never Lord. seen. Numbers, Lord. Let us see members that we have never members, seen. Lord. In the name, in of, the name Jesus. of Jesus. In the name of yes, Jesus. Lord. Let us see miracles that we have never miracles, seen. Lord. In the name of, in the Jesus. Name of Jesus. Let us see healings that we have healings, never seen. Lord. In the name of Do Jesus. It, Lord. Let us see salvation, salvation in a way we have never seen. Do it, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Do it, Lord. Let us see the move of the Holy Spirit. Yes. In a way we have never Holy seen. Holy Spirit. We give you glory. Yes, Lord. We give you praise. Proverbs 4:18. The Bible says, The path of the just shines brighter and brighter until the break of dawn. This year, your life will shine brighter. Yes. Your path will shine brighter Amen. and brighter and brighter to the break of dawn. Amen. To Lift your hands and just thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Bless the Lord wherever yes, you are. Lord, we bless just thank you, Lord. Him wherever you are. We thank you, we bless Jesus. You. We give you glory. We give you praise. In the name of Jesus. We glorify you. Yes, Lord. Hallowed be your name, Lord. Hallowed be your name, Lord. We thank you. Your path is shining brighter. Professor. And brighter. Professor. And brighter. And brighter. I believe it. Brighter. And brighter. And bright, yes, Lord. And bright, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Give somebody a high five and tell the person, brighter and brighter, brighter, brighter and brighter. Give five people a high five and tell them, brighter and brighter, brighter and brighter. In the name of Jesus. As you are standing, let's give Jesus a round of applause. Clap those hands. Lift your voice. Feet, celebrate the victory that has been declared in prayer in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. You may okay, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. It says, and the Lord said unto Moses, Yet I will perform one final plague unto Pharaoh upon Pharaoh and upon Egypt and he afterwards he shall let you go here the Bible says Pharaoh was the one who was keeping the children of God hostage and in bondage and in captivity and God said I'm going to move one more time and when I move after that Pharaoh will let you not go today I came to tell you that Anything that is holding your destiny captive is letting you go right now. Anything that is stopping you from being free is being, is being taken away today. He said, I will perform another plague upon Pharaoh. God is about to rain fire on our enemies and upon Egypt. And afterwards, he will let you go. Anything, any barrier that is hindering you from prospering is broken right now in the name of Jesus. Any long problem that doesn't want to go away because of which you can't do well, today is the last day of it in the name of Jesus. Anything that has kept you down all these years, 
today that thing is being taken away in the name of Jesus if you believe it shout amen shout your loudest amen yeah God said I will do one more thing how many of you remember that that wrestler the one with the style 619 619 guy Ray Mysterio uh-huh. when he does that move then the battle is over God is going to do a final move and your battles will come to an end yeah. hallelujah put your hands together for the Lord and you may be seated in the presence of God wow today is a beautiful day yeah and I believe that God has something special for you amen I said God has something special for you good I want to say a big thank you to all of you for making my birthday special Um, it was fantastic (laughs) Um, and my prayer for you is that God will also make you special yeah God will make you special hallelujah Wonderful. I want to continue what I started sharing last week on labor to be blessed. All right? Labor to be blessed. Now, today I'm not preaching for a long time, so I want to have your attention constantly so that I can just finish and then we go home. All right? So, labor to be blessed. And we've been talking about, we've been saying that to labor means to work hard, to persist, to force. Labor, labor, we looked at it last week, that when somebody's in labor, there's pain, there's anguish, there's agitation, there's sweat, there's shame, there's cry. So many things, those who have given birth before, you know what I'm talking about. Do you get it? So when the Bible says labor to be rich, it means that to, to the thing you have to do to bring Labor to be blessed. It means that the thing you have to do that will bring you a blessing, it will cost you pain sometimes. It will make you cry sometimes. Sometimes you will be tired. If if it's by going to church, sometimes you will be tired of going to church, but you still have to press on. Because you are laboring to, you you are not doing it to feel good. You are doing it to get a blessing. You see, when you are just doing something to feel good, that one you can do it casually, you can do it as you want. But if you are doing it to get a reward, then you have to press. You have to press harder. So the Bible says, let's labor to be blessed. And I said, many people do not work hard at acquiring a blessing. Or many people don't have a proper respect for being blessed or for a blessing. That's why they don't work hard to get a blessing. What do I mean? You see, many people have, if if not everybody, everybody has a proper respect for snakes. Snake, a snake. Everybody has a proper respect for a snake. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even when a snake, some people will never come near a snake even when it's dead. Because you know that as for a snake, it doesn't joke. A snake, snakes are the only animals that don't have friends. Yeah, they move alone. Even the, the day that, from the day the mother gives birth to the snake, that's the end. No breastfeeding. Snakes don't suck breast. No, no breastfeeding. No changing of diapers. No. As soon as they are born, they go their way. 
Snakes move alone. Yeah, independent. They deal by themselves. So everybody is afraid of a snake. Yeah. Even a dead snake, people are afraid of it. Why do you think that when a snake is dead, they still cut his head? Because we are still afraid of it. Yeah. The same way, so we respect the snake. And I'm telling you that, respect what a blessing can do. Because if you know what a blessing can do, you will work hard to get a blessing. Last week, I showed you a couple of things that a blessing can do. A blessing makes you successful. A blessing makes you rich. A blessing makes you prevail. One of the key things that struck me last Sunday was that a blessing makes you prevail. Genesis 49, the Bible says that, 49 verse 26, the Bible says, for the blessing of thy father has prevailed over the blessing of thy enemies or thy progenitors. This was talking about Joseph. Joseph was blessed of his father. He understood what a blessing can do. So because he was blessed of his father, his brothers tried to kill him. They couldn't kill him. Then they sold him. They sold him to some human traffickers. Still, after they sold him, he went there. He was still flourishing. Then he was accused of rape and sent to jail. Still in the jail, he became the class prefect of the jail. The caretaker, the the commander of the prison gave him the keys to the prison. Can you imagine a prisoner? Can you imagine when Nelson Mandela was at Robin Island? If he had the keys, he would just come to town anytime. Anyway, by the way, he couldn't have come to town because he couldn't swim. No, if no black people can swim, very few black people can swim. Do you see? Because that's that's why they put the prison Robin Island, they put it in the water. So that even if somebody breaks out, they have to swim. And because they know that you and I we can't swim, you and I we can't swim. Even if they break out, we are there. You understand? Uh-huh. But I'm saying that Joseph, the guard of the prison, gave him the keys. That's what a blessing does. You can't keep a blessed man down. As they are pushing you down, because you are blessed, you will be coming up. I said, as they are pushing you down, because you are blessed, you will be coming up. He came out from the prison to become a prime minister of a country that he was not. He was a foreigner in that country. They gave the country to him. That guy, wherever they, he goes, they give it to him. Yeah. May you have that type of blessing over your life so that wherever you go, you take authority over the place. Every school that I've gone to, I've been the school prefect. Every, from, from day nursery, from crash. From crash to primary school to high school to university. You, you know. Yeah! You didn't know. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> that was Joseph's story. Why? Because he had his father blessed him and made all his brethren slaves to him. That's all. That's why everywhere he went, they made him the head. Everywhere. Because his father had declared over him that all your brethren will serve you. So everywhere he goes, if you are in a WhatsApp group and he comes, you will all become his servants. May that be your story in the name of Jesus. Now, what are the things that we can do that will bring a blessing upon us? Now, we know that a blessing is a good thing. Now, what should we labor in to get a blessing? Number one, 
Number one. Fear God and keep his commandments. It brings a blessing. Psalm 112, verse 1. The Bible says, Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth God and delighteth himself in his commandments. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house. And his mercies and his righteousness endure Hallelujah. Here the Bible introduces us to a guy or a blessed person. And he says, this person, he says, any man, start from verse 1, he says, any man that fears the Lord and keeps his commandments is blessed. Any man that fears God and keeps his commandments is blessed. Then it begins to show us the type of blessings that come with fearing God and keeping God's commandments. Number one, he says, his seed shall be mighty upon the earth. When you fear God and you keep his commandments, your children will be mighty. Many of us are hustling because our parents did not fear God and keep God's command. That's why we are not mighty. Because we are the seed of people who didn't fear God. And we want to change that thing so that our children will be mighty. Last week I was talking about, you see children, 27 years, you are still living in your mother's house. 27 year old guy, you are still eating from your mother's kitchen. It's a disgrace. Because by 27, you should have finished university. You go to university at 18, 19. If you do a four-year program, by 22, 23, you should have finished. Even if it takes you two years to find a job, by 25, you should have found a job and moved out. But you are still sitting at home, eating your mother's food. When they say do dishes, you become angry. Why? I'm 27 years old. They are asking me to do dishes. Who should do the dishes? What is your contribution to the house? What is your contribution to the house? This is from last week. Don't be angry at me for today. It's last week. It's last week. It's too late to be angry. It's for last week. It's just a recap. 29-year-old girl, you have still, you don't still, you don't have a matric. And you have two children already. No matric. No matric. No, no. Sometimes you have a matric, you don't have a diploma or a degree. 29. Why? What were you doing? All the 29 years, what did you spend it doing? Hello? This is a birthday message. It's a friendly message. Don't make it look like a very difficult message. But it says, when you fear God and you keep God's commandments, what will happen is that your children, your seed, they will be mighty on the earth. By 25, they would have finished school they are working. They will not be asked, Daddy, can I drive your car? They will be driving their own cars. Yeah. 27, they will be bringing money home for their parents to chop. Yeah. Not that 28, 29. Still, we have to give you pocket money. We have to buy airtime for you. We have to buy you data. Really? It's, 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 it's bang bang blows. 
Do you know what bang bang blows means? It's marvelous. It's a bang bang blows is an extreme version of marvelous. How old are you? 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 You have reached that place. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. He said, he said, the generation of the upright shall be blessed. Yo, the blessing that comes from fearing God and keeping God's commandment is that your generation will be blessed. Then the next one that will excite you, verse, he says, wealth and riches will be in his house. The days of poverty are over. Amen. Look, I give you seven years from now. If you are poor, it's your fault. It's not my fault. I say it again. I give you seven years from right now, since you are hearing this preaching. If you are poor, it's not my fault, it's your fault. Why? Because I have given you the key that you need to become blessed. And he says, wealth and riches shall be in his house. This is not, this wealth and riches is not his seed though. It's the person who fears God. It will be in his house. Now, many people don't fear God. It's unfortunate. And I'm not talking about Talibans or terrorists. I'm talking about the Christians in the church. Many people don't fear God. How do we know? Look, when you fear God, how we see it is how you keep his commandments. That's why it goes together. Said, the fear the Lord and keep his commandments. We see by how you keep his commandments. You come to church, stand up so that we pray. You won't stand up. Yet you want to be blessed. Just stand up. Home. Just get off your phone whilst we are preaching. Don't be WhatsApping whilst we are preaching. You see, hey, well, hmm, but I have data because I have data. Uh, let, let me WhatsApp. Let me WhatsApp my enemies. Let me WhatsApp my neighbors. Let me WhatsApp uh, Kosatu. Yeah. Let me update my status. I am in church. Church things. you fear God, we will see it in your obedience to God. To his commandments. To his, when you come to church, you hear something. You say, I'm going to do it. It's, the, it's not like when you see God then you start to run away. That's not the sign. That's not how, that's not how God determines whether you fear. So, oh, because, I know some parents, like, let, let me tell, like my, wife's, my wife's dad. Very, 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 very wild guy. When we were children, when we were young, not even when we were children, when, when I was trying to be Lavedo's hair, look, when you go to her, her house and you hear the father coming, you have to run for your life. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Look, one day, he, he caught a friend of mine in his house. He put him in his boot and went to town. It was early, like 10 o'clock type of he drove the whole day the guy was in his boot till, till midnight when he got home. Then he opened the Buddha. Okay, go. Very wild guy. So when he turns the calf in the junction, you, you, you don't have to see. You have to have faith that he's coming. You see people beginning. You just big children run away. So when you see people moving sporadically, you know that the man is coming. Now, if you are in the house and he's coming, 
behind his house is, is, is a house with a dog. There are two wild dogs. And then this one is just free. Look, you just ask yourself which one is the closest. Because it's better you take a chance with the dog than you take a chance with my father-in-law. Wild guy, I tell you. Oh, I survived though. No, I have faith, I tell you. So, I'm, I'm not talking about uh, you see God, then you run away. Let me tell you, one day I was going with my friends to go and pass by her place. So, as we were walking on the street, I saw her standing with her mother outside the gate. So, I knew that, oh, the mother is very nice. So I said, oh, cool. As we were getting close to the gate, I saw, look, God is good. (laughs) I saw from the corner of my eye an image lurking in the shadows. So I looked again. And when I looked, behold, it was that guy. And you see, apart from everything, he's thick toy. He's like a giant. Yeah, he's like a giant. So forget about it. If you come to fight, he will beat you up. That, that's that. He's, he's a giant already. It's not like he's only wild though. He's also a giant. So when I saw him with my eye, so if they were here, it's like we're coming this way. Then I saw him, but then I just continued my walking. Hey! Hello to who? No, hello, no. I just continued my walking. And I continued to the end of the road. Yeah. Wild guy. The first day I met him officially, like officially I was introduced to him. So, this is Daniel. He said, ah, are you that Daniel? I wanted to ask him which Daniel. <laughs> but I didn't have the confidence, so I just said, yes, sir. You see, because I was in his house, I just said, yes, sir. Then he said, where are you from? Then I said, oh, I'm from Port Elizabeth. Then he said, you will never marry my daughter over my dead body. I said, okay. I, that's, what can you say? I just, okay. I just said, okay. Yeah, and then. I, I, I think I was traveling to America that night. Then I left. By the time I came back from America, he was dead. Yeah, that's the only way I could have married his daughter. That's the only way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what he said. No, no, no. Be careful of the things you say. When somebody is blessed, the person is blessed. Though. So let's come back. I'm not talking about that type of fear that you see the person, then you run away, you see them. No, no, not that type of fear. I'm talking about respect for God. So when you fear God, you do what God asks you to do. Genesis chapter 12, we see a guy who feared God and kept God's commandment. The Bible says, now the Lord has said unto Abraham, get thee out of thy kindred, out of thy father's house, out of thy tribe into a land that I'll show you and I'll bless you and I'll make you great and I'll curse them that curse you and bless that and bless you and in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed and the Bible says and Abraham did as the Lord had commanded him. 
Abraham was sitting in his house, God came to tell him, I want to send you to a place. I won't show you what the place is, but as you are going, you will see. Just get out of your father's house. Get out of your country. Get out of your kindred. Just begin to go. Bible says, when he heard the instruction, just the next verse, he didn't now go, I'm going to tell my neighbors. I'm going to ask my, 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 my friend. I'm going to ask my... He just got up. And he started to do what God had said to him. And then he went. So in Genesis 13, the Bible says, and Abraham went out of Egypt. He and his wife and all that he had and Lot also with him. Verse 2 says, and Abraham was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. How did Abraham become rich? Did he start a business? Did he? No. He just did what God had asked him to do. This year, if you will do what God has asked you to do, you will begin to live a blessed life. If you will keep God's commandments, ah, you will become blessed. Just keep God's. You don't need any special, you don't need any special skill. Or any special gift. I sing, I dance. No, no. All you need to do is to Whatever God tells you, do. In the famous miracle at the wedding of Cana, when Mary came to the disciples and there was no wine, he said to them, what this my son, whatever he tells you, do. That's all. When, what the, you say there's no wine, don't worry. Just watch him. Whatever he tells you, The Bible says, John 13, 17, the Bible says, if you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. It's in doing the thing that brings blessing. That's how God knows that you fear him. God doesn't take that you fear. When you come to the church, we are praying, oh God, help me. Uh, uh." No, 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 no. God is not interested in that. What God is interested in is you keeping his commandments. Ecclesiastes 12, 13, the Bible says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the duty, the whole duty of man. This is the wisest man that had ever lived. And he had written so many things. Now, as he was summing up his writing, he said, look, I've written about the stars. I've written about the moon. I've written about mountains. I've written about women. I've written about this. I've written so many wise things that when you say them, they sound very nice. But the conclusion, the end of it all is that we fear God and we keep his command. For this is the whole duty of man. This is all God is asking of us, that we fear him. And how do we show our fear for him? We keep his command. We fear him, we keep his commandment. It's just like when you love God. Jesus, if you love me, keep my commandment. That's all. If you want to show God that you love him, you keep his commandments. That's all. The same way if you want to show God that you fear him, you keep his commandments. Now, somebody will say, hey, my pastor, keeping God's commandment is not easy. I told you, this, we, are, we are not doing it to look good. We are doing it to have a blessing. So if we are doing it for a reward, then it will not be that easy. If it was easy, everybody will have it. It will, it will, it will take pain. Some of us, for us to keep God's commandment, we we'll have to break some of our friendships. Stop relating with some people. Yeah. 
to keep God's commandment. And maybe that person has been your friend since, since primary school. Now you, now, now you have become a Christian. You have talked to him that, look, it's time for us to surrender our lives to Jesus. He's not interested. You may have to break that friendship. And when you look at it, you have done everything. You have even, look, you, you used to cut your hair the same way. You used to dress the same as him. Everything, it was just you and him. Best, you, you have status, best friends for life. But to keep God's commandment, you have to break off with, with him. Say, oh no, our friendship can't continue anymore. You have to do it. It will be painful. But do you want to get a blessing? Or you want to feel good? If you want to feel good, no problem. You keep him and you continue feel, feeling good. We want to be blessed. We let him go. And we, when I got born again, this was 1994. Yeah. When I got born again, I, I had friends. Friends that I went to high school with. Friends that I used to roll with. We used to go out together, go to the club, everything together. These were my buddies. I used to roll with them. Okay, whatever it is, we'll take it off. I used to roll with them. Yeah. I used to go everywhere with them. When there's a party, I go with them. Even the night before I got born again, I went to a party with them. Then the next day, I came to church and I came to get born again. Now, after being born again, I have to let them go. It was difficult. Look, let's be free, okay? All right. Thank you. Is it gone? We thank the Lord. Have I put another one there? Okay, let's go. Clap for Jesus. Clap for me. I had to let my friends go. Yeah, let them go. It wasn't that easy. Suddenly, when I wake up in the morning, I don't have anybody to go and visit. I don't have anybody to chat with. Because suddenly they say, oh, I'm boring. I've become a pastor. I've become a this. I Me, mean, I've gone to church only twice. So they say, I've become a pastor. And this, that, this, this, that, that, different things. But I had to let them go. Can you imagine if I was keeping, when I was letting them go, it was paining me. Hey, it was paining me. But I had to let them go. Some of you, some things you do, you have to stop doing them. And I'm not talking about sin. I said some, some things you do if you want to obey God. You have to stop doing that. One of the things I really like is watching football, soccer. Yeah. I really, really, I used to go to the stadium every Sunday. Every Sunday, I'll go to the stadium. Sunday. Oh. So when I came to church, got born again. I was now becoming serious in the church. Then I joined the media. I was doing sound. Look, whilst I'm doing the sound, I'll be checking the time. Then the, by 12 o'clock, I have to leave. I have to leave because I'm, I'm, I'm not going to watch it on TV. I'm going to the stadium. Do you get live? So please, Mr. Pastor, finish your preaching quickly. Then the pastor will be preaching. The pastor will continue preaching. I'll be watching him. I'll be watching the time. I'll be watching. I've said to myself that no, no matter what happens, 12 o'clock, I will close. How many of you have come to church before with the mind that at this time, church must close? Be honest. Be honest. You are just like me. Yes. So I was like you. 
Now, the, the mixer was at the back. So, I'll be doing then. You know the lighthouse pastors, they will preach. Then they will come to us. Then they will go back. Then they will come to us. No problem. Once the clock strikes 12. Have you watched Nightmare on Elm Street before? Or Cinderella. When the clock strikes 12, then it changes. Uh-huh. So as soon as it hits 12, kill him. I just start watching the guy. I put the sound where it is. And usually the sound is in the beginning that you have to be doing a lot of things. But about 10 minutes into the preaching, you have it right. Then he's sitting there. He comes. Jesus wants to bless you. God is doing something for you. Your life is going to change. Come on, put your hands together for Jesus. Then he will turn around. As soon as he turns around, he's going this way. By the time he turns again, there's nobody behind the mixer. Gone. I'll be watching him. Yeah. Be, look, by the time he turns around, there's no, it's like the guy who's doing the video. It's like by the time you turn, there's no, I've set the video to watch you. That's all. He's gone. That was me. If you move outside, you are on your own. Yeah. So if he decides to sing, he's on his own because I'm not there to increase the volume or lower. No, it's on his own. He must make sure that he gets it right. And I used to do it every Sunday without fail. Every single Sunday for like one year. Yeah. One year. Until one day. I said to my, I, I think I came to church. That day Bishop visited my church. Visited the branch that I was at. Then I said, oh, this is the bishop they have been talking about all the time. I want to see him. I want to, not like talk to him, but I want to see him. So, he finished preaching. Then he said, I want to meet all the shepherds. All the leaders. So, all the leaders wait behind. Then he went with the pastor to the office. So, I said, okay, today I won't go to the stadium. Let me see what this Mr. Bishop guy has to say. So, then I sat at the back. As I was sitting there, when they came for the meeting, as they were coming in, the pastor, my pastor, saw me. He knew that this guy, he's always running away. <laughs> we are looking for leaders. This guy, no. So he said, Why? What are you doing here? I said, Oh, we are coming to meet the bishop. <laughs> he said, No, no, no. It's for shepherds. Just around that time, the bishop was also coming. So when he goes, oh, What's the problem? Then he said, Oh, this guy is not a shepherd, but he has come for the shepherd. Then he just said, oh, do you want to be a shepherd? I said, yes, okay, sit down. Then I sat down. That's all. That's the day my life turned around. Yeah. He finished the meeting. He talked about even things that have nothing to do with me. But now the bishop is gone. He says, I'm a shepherd. Who can say that I'm not a shepherd from that day? I'm just a shepherd without portfolio, but I'm a shepherd. From that day, I said, hey, so the shepherds, what do they do? And they are in the church, then after church, there are meetings, then there's this, then there's that. I said, hey, hey, this thing is difficult. What have I done? I shouldn't have gone for this meeting. Because now what it means is that I can't go and watch soccer again. But as I sat there, I said, okay, I'm going to give it a try. So one Sunday came, I didn't go. The next one, 
I didn't go. When I'm, when I'm in church, I'm in the meetings, then I'm thinking, has my team scored? Has it been, have we got a goal? Like, after a while, I stopped going to the stadium completely. The only time I go to the stadium is when it didn't clash with church. Yeah. You have to sacrifice some things. If you want to obey God, but if you don't want to obey God, then you can just, you can just serve God and obey God casually. Because you are not doing it for a reward. You are doing it to feel good, to feel pious, to feel sanctimonious, to feel holy. That's fine. But if you are doing it for a blessing, you have to cut out some things. Yeah. Some of you watch TV too much. So you can't read your Bible. You can't do anything. You may have to cut. Yeah. You may have to cut some of the things you watch. I mean, now everybody is watching a series. At least if you have one series that you are watching, it's okay. But you alone, you are trying to watch all the series in the world. As though you are getting paid. Hey, why? Why? Even my children, because of their schoolwork, I don't let them watch television during the week. You watch television Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The rest of the days, you don't watch television because of their schoolwork. You have to sacrifice something. Something's got to give. Yeah. If you want to obey God and fear God and show him by obeying him. Look, some things must talk. Some of you talk too much. That's why you can't obey God. You just talk too much. When you open your mouth, it's like diarrhea. Like, like Hambisa, Hambisa. Do you know Hambisa? How do you say it in Zulu? Diarrhea, diarrhea, running stomach. Kishuai Sizu. Yes, it's like you are having mouth Kishuai Sizu. It's like you talk like a machine gun. Never stop. I hear that ladies who talk like that, they never get anybody to marry them. May we keep God's commandments. Hallelujah. Number two. Number two. <laughs> number two. Okay, let me talk about number three. Then next week I'll talk about number two. I said the first one is to fear God and keep his commandments. It brings you into a blessing. I said, his seed shall be mighty on the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house. His righteousness endureth forever. Number two, the second thing or the tooth thing. The tooth thing to do is serve God. Serve God. Serving God brings a blessing. Exodus 23. We read 25 and 26. Exodus 23. It says, and ye shall serve the Lord, and he shall bless your water and your bread. When you serve God, God blesses you. You, you do, he says, this is a contract, and ye shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless your bread and your water, and who takes sickness out of your midst. Out of your midst. 
What does 26 say? 26. 26 talks about he, he will take barrenness out of it. Bring it quickly. And there shall, there shall nothing cast their young. This is talking about miscarriage. This, this is when people get pregnant and then, boom, they lose their baby. Boom, they, that. He said, I will take it from you. Nor be barren in the land. It's like people will not be barren. In, people who serve God will not be barren in the land. And the number of thy days, I will fulfill. So you shall say, it's a contract. You serve God and he will bless. And you shall serve the Lord and he shall bless. And you shall serve the Lord and he shall bless. And you shall serve the Lord and he shall bless. It's as simple as that. This is a simple contract. Just serve me and I will bless you. Serve me and I'll bless you. That's all. And I'll bless your, your, your bread. And I'll bless your water. And I'll take sickness from you. Yeah. That's it. Somebody say, oh, pastor. But I've been serving God. I've been serving God for a lot of times. I've not seen any other, anything of the blessing that you are talking about. Like I said, the key word here is that labor. Labor. To be blessed. Some of you serve God casually or sparingly. Yes, serve sparingly. When you have to do something for God, it's like we have to beg you. We have to beg you to pay your tithe. We have to beg you to come to church. Even when you come to church, we have to beg you to stand up. Yeah, we have to beg you. We have to threaten you. Sometimes we have to even chase you out to go home before you stand up. And you say you are doing it to get a blessing. Bible says, when, when, know ye not that when men run, they run to obtain a crown. Therefore, run therefore as, as one that runneth for a crown. Run like you want to get a reward. Look, running, normal running is different from running in a race. Like you wake up, you want to keep fit. Then you are running. That one is your own. Any of you can run five kilometers, you can run two kilometers. You can run fast. You can run slow. You can walk at times. It's all up to you. But if you are running in a race, that one you can't afford to run the way you want to run. As you are running, you are looking at your opponent. Is he trying to outrun me? If he's running faster, then you pick up your speed. Sometimes you feel like stopping. Sometimes you feel like you have gotten an injury. But you continue to run because you are running to get a reward. You are running to get a reward. You are running such that you will get a reward. But if you are just running, then as you are going, you get a call. Then you have to answer, hello, moto. Uh-huh. Ah. Uh-huh. Oh, all right. Okay. Oh, you are where? I'm coming to find you quickly. Uh, uh, Oh, you are. There you are. Hey, how are you? I haven't seen you in a long time. You know, I'm running a race. Okay. I'll see you later. Let me go and run and come. Then you start. Then you see that your phone is getting a low. Oh, let me go and charge it. Then you come. uh, Let me charge it for 10 minutes. Then I'll come and continue the race. Oh, I'm waiting for it to charge. Oh, 10%. uh, 20%. Oh, 30%. Oh, 40. Oh, 50. Ah, finally. 60. Okay, let me go back to the race. Then you come back to the race. Uh, By the time you come back, even the people who are watching the race, they've gone home. Yeah. But it says run like somebody who's running to get a reward. So if you are serving God to get a blessing, you must serve God like you want to get a reward. This is your serving God, it must stop. Tell your neighbor, 
Do you know what pak pak pa means? Pak pak pa means you just want to do it quickly. Oh, let's do it quickly. Let's go. Smash and grab. Papa, you are gone. Yeah. That's what pak pak pa means. Many of us serve God. You sing in the choir. You, you, you say, I'm singing to get a blessing. Meanwhile, you are doing it pak pak pa. Wednesday. Look, I know people. Wednesday. Wednesday. They will send a message. L-O-L-P. As soon as we see the L-O, we know what is going to continue. Now, because we have been a pastor, we have been pastors for a long time. I've been a pastor since I, I was in second year university. I've seen it too. L-O-L-P. Then I'll tell my wife, you just reply, just reply. She said, well, I won't reply. I said, well, just reply. You know, but you just give the person the benefit of that. Then she'll reply, hi, how are you? My leg is not going very well. My, my leg, my hair. Even when they say my leg, then they say, my hair. My hair is paining me. Okay. Okay. Have, have you taken any pain blocks? No, Epi. My mother is going to get it from this camp and then she will bring it to me. Okay. All right, pal. And this Wednesday, Wednesday message is for Saturday. They are supposed to come to rehearsal on Saturday. They are giving us advance notice that on Saturday, my hair will be paining me. So they start from Wednesday. Thursday, by Saturday. Help me, please, my hair, it has gone down a little, but I'm not able to walk. That's it. Sunday morning, you see them walking. Walking like army, army officers. Army officers on Sunday. The same, the same, my year. Look, I know one particular sister. I always tell my wife that I pity the person who will marry her because that person will struggle. Yeah. I don't, I try not to ask, how are you? No, I control myself. One of the gifts I try to have is self-control. I, I never ask, how are you? As soon as I ask the person, how are you? Oh, I'm sick. My back, my knee, my chest, my toe, my ankle, my, my, my. My in, my in, my in is paining me. My in, my in is paining my in. Hey. I said, my in. The, look, assume, look, if you can ask any day. You can ask Monday, Tuesday, any day that you, as soon as you ask her, how are you? My ear, my in, my out, my around. (laughs) So I always say that, who is going to marry this burden? Yeah. Who is going to marry such a burden? Because every day you have to be fixing my here, my there, my in, my out, my around. Every day. That's, as a husband, that's all you'll be doing. Solving problems. Yeah. Meanwhile, the same day that they are supposed to come to rehearsal, after a bite, you should see their status when rehearsal is over. That's where you will see that there's something in this world. Yet you want to get a blessing. You will never get a blessing. It, that, that's not how to work to get a blessing. You know the number of times I have come to church that I'm not feeling well. And I am the preacher. Yeah. I don't, if I, to put it bluntly, sometimes we preach on drugs. Yeah. 
No, I'm not talking about cocaine and no, no, no. <laughs> Sometimes as we are standing here preaching, we are on pain blocks, massive pain blocks to sustain us to just preach because we are doing it to get a blessing. Not doing it casually, small ashes that you have to just usher, sit here, sit here. You are taller than this person, so go behind. Let the short people be in front so that they can see. This small job you have to do, even to put on the tie and come, it's, it's like we are harassing you. We are harassing you to put on the tie and come and sit down. And, and come and sit. Oh, you sit here. Then once in a while, you bring the pulpit from the corner to this place. Even we, we will put wheels on the pulpit so that you don't have to carry. We just push it ourselves. Yet you want to get a blessing. (sighs) (sighs) Serve God. He says, and you shall serve the Lord. And he shall bless your bread and your water. And he will take sickness from out of you. If you are doing it to get a blessing, then you have to do it all out. Sometimes it will cost you money. Sometimes it will cost you sleep. Sometimes you will be tired. Sometimes you will lose things. Sometimes people will abuse you. Sometimes people will misuse you. But you are doing it to get a blessing from God. I read one more scripture and then we close. Job, 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 Job 36 or 37. Job 37. 36. Verse 11. It says, If they obey me and serve me, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in plenty. God says, If we obey him and we serve him, What is going to happen to us? We will spend our days in prosperity and our years in pleasures. Don't be jealous of anybody who is prospering. You have the key to do what you need to do to also prosper. Just wake up and do it. Jealousy is a wasted emotion. Eh, how come that some people have cars some people don't have cars rise up and serve the Lord you will see God will bless you also have a car how come this person has this I don't have rise up and serve God rise up and serve God you also begin to have it Yeah. all through my adult life I've been serving God at my highest potential Yeah. since I finished high school serving God that's why I'm blessed that is why I'm blessed. Yeah, so instead of being just, eh, well, we were in the church before Bishop Daniel came, but it seemed to be more blessed than we are. Eh, rise up and serve God. You were in the church before I came, I know. You were in the church before I came, I know. But rise up and serve the Lord. And serve the Lord like somebody who's looking for a blessing. Time will tell, you will see you get into a phase where you, you spend your days in prosperity and your years in pleasures. Yeah. Pleasures means you can enjoy whatever you want to enjoy whenever you want to enjoy. If you feel like KFC, KFC it is. If you feel like McDonald's, McDonald's it is. If you feel like Spare, Spare it is. If you feel like Lope, Lope it is. If you want fine dining, fine dining it is. 
Right now, if I want fine dining today, fine dining it is. Yeah, it is. Without any argument. It it, it will happen practically. Why? 26 years of serving God aggressively. Don't be jealous of me. Rise up and do what I have done. You will have what I have. It's as simple. Rise up and do what I have done. You will have what I have. Yeah. Rise up and do it. Folks, I'm not out of word. I'm only out of time. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer. We'll continue next week. You shall serve the Lord and he shall bless your prayer. Pray for yourself right now that two things, I'm giving you two prayer topics for this week. That you will be somebody who fears God and keeps his commandments. And then number two, somebody who serves the Lord. Somebody, these two things usher you into a blessing. Lift up your voice and pray for yourself quickly. We bring the service to a close. Father, we bless you. We thank you. Help us to fear you. And keep your commandments. Let us demonstrate our fear. And our respect for you. By keeping your commandments. By keeping your commandments. By keeping your commandments. We bless you. We thank you. We give you glory. Let us be people who serve you. People who serve you joyously. People who serve you tirelessly. People who serve you with every strength that we have. Not people who serve you grudgingly. But will save you with all our strength and all our mind. For your word says, and we shall save you. And you will bless our bread and our water. And you will take sickness from amongst us. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Oh, say a better Amen. You are here this morning and say, Pastor, I want to go to heaven when I die. Jesus is not the Lord of your life. Please pray with me that I can go to to heaven when I die. If you are here like that, with every eye closed and every head bowed, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. Lift your right hand, I'll pray. Every eye closed, please. Please, respectfully. Close your eyes wherever you are. And say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to go to heaven when I die. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray. If you are lifting your hand, lift it high above your head. I'll pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to go to heaven when I die. I want to go to heaven when I die. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. I'll pray. If your hand is up, come to me in the front. I'll pray with you. Lift it up your hand. Come to me. Just come to me. I'll pray with you. If you lift it, come to me. I'll pray with you. Don't be shy. Come to me. Come to Jesus. Living your life to is your prayer so say it with me say dear Lord Jesus I accept that I'm a sinner please forgive me of all my sins I believe that you died for me and you rose again I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life thank you Jesus for dying to save me 
Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for them? Wonderful. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.